Show. Welcome to the Andre Segovia Show stream, was supposed to be live, uh, of my anniversary, second anniversary of the Andre Segovia Show. It's been quite a ride since uh, since the beginning. Um, you see all this stuff? My show's morphed a lot, and so I'm going to get to this in a little bit. Let me just reminisce real quick uh, that uh, for those of you that are newer to my, to my channel, thank you so much for staying subscribed and checking out my videos. Uh, basically, it's a business news channel now where there's tech involved. That's because I have a philosophy of working smarter, not harder. I'm a small business owner. I'm also an independent contractor as a real estate broker. Uh, I'm also a administrator. So with all that, I'm across three, at least three different companies where I basically have uh, different hats that I wear. And to do what I do, I need devices that can power me to do it. Um, but from where I come from, uh, with respect to how I conduct, conduct myself and power myself with tech, I relied on technology that could keep up with me. But there came a point where technology stopped caring about productivity and started to just lure us in with these niceties, kind of the sirens and the Odyssey and the Iliad, knowing that uh, that looks really nice, but I don't like what you're doing with that technology, to which is where I stopped. And 2021 became the year that kind of proved the the insanity of having too much or giving too much to um, big tech. And it's something that I'm going to touch on uh, in a little bit. Let me just adjust myself here. So where I come from, I used to do just mostly tech stuff. It's called the Tech Corner, which was a part of the newsreel. I did that for about a decade. Uh, about half of that decade, I devoted to the Tech Corner to be able to do on YouTube. My number one video was an off-the-cuff video that I recorded where I was comparing the BlackBerry Passport Silver Edition Hub versus the BlackBerry Priv Android Hub experience. And I didn't plan on recording it. I didn't script anything. I just went out there and started recording on my backyard. Didn't control the lighting source. It was the, it was getting dark. My dog was barking. <laughs> and uh, um, it became my number one video. And I, you know what? I don't have to always be flashy, I said after that. And I just did videos whenever I could. It was it felt like more like a vlog uh, type of channel until I started trying to bring more quality content to it as time permitted. Uh, but eventually, The Andres Segovia Show was the rebrand. That is actually what I used to do. I started the Industry Gover Show in 2003, retired it at the tail end of 2009. It was devoted uh, mostly to political analysis, commentary, economics, and all that. Um, so that was a newsletter podcast, and I just got tired of the shouting match. If everybody's shouting at those pundits, dude, no one's listening. So as, as much as that makes for some must-see TV in some cases, or like, look at this gotcha moment on Twitter, I just didn't really care anymore. It's like, man, I, I want to make a difference in people's lives. I don't just want to shout people down or or get in that, oh, so-and-so destroys so-and-so in a debate. You know, if I wanted to do that, then then I just would have kept up with it. But no, instead, I wanted to help others. And and as a real estate broker, as I eventually became, um, and what I do for a living is to be able to improve people's quality of life. So I came from that perspective. I did the, the tech corner. I ended up doing a segment called Work Smarter, Not Harder, so I could teach people how to use the devices properly because I did do classes in my real estate office to teach people because they kept every three to six months, they kept upgrading to the latest and greatest device, whatever it was. No, but you're only doing emails. You're not using apps. So why are you getting the phone? 
you have a pocket computer learn how to use it i think what inspired me more though to do the tech corner was that all the big tech channels they were very biased like towards android and, and apple well let me rephrase that apple and samsung so it was like either you were an android enthusiast with samsung devices or you were an apple fanboy well i didn't i didn't like that in fact i stopped following nkbhd when i felt he just kind of like winged it for the blackberry preview he even got the specs wrong on that i even rewatched that video to make sure i'm, I'm right on that so i'm like dude people trust you to give them like you have the biggest platform people trust you to deliver accurate reviews and reports on these devices but because you're not a fan of the device that doesn't mean you should just like eh, it doesn't have this it doesn't have that and it's like do you have any idea why it was built for in the first place that's why my channel i would say took off people found me because i come from a background that appreciates what blackberry was trying to do now granted they did it poorly and in some cases very late to the game but there were things that they did and they did great so with that being said uh, I want to reminisce on some of these devices, uh, but I also got to talk about why they're here and why I actually tinker with them recently. And that has to do with what the aforementioned issues with tech. Uh, a channel that I recommend that could probably scare, you know, put the fear of God in you, basically. Um, that would be Rob Braxman, the privacy guy. I recently discovered him uh, just a few weeks ago, and I'm glad I found someone that has a bigger platform that talked about these things. Because on the Under Segovia show, even though I'm dealing with business news, um, real estate heavy, most cases that affects you, whether you're in the market or not, uh, but also tech, uh, I addressed big tech before, which is why I still hold on to these guys, because you never know. They're going to find second life soon. Last year was the Western States Pact. I felt like I was one of the only ones talking about it. And it's implemented now. And it's been scary what's going on in Ventura County, California uh, last year. I haven't heard much of anything since then. But now with the new year, we're actually having that not just at a county level. We're experiencing that at the state level. In some cases, even at the federal level. At least they're threatening it. Uh, the details of which I'm not going to go into this. But if I do talk about it, you can check that out at Off the Record, which is the show behind the show where I talk about anything and everything that interests me, including soundtracks, movies, books. That's exclusively at www.dangerousagovia.com. So that's the plug-in for my own website there because uh, I have to. <laughs> so with all that being said, with the whole concern about tech privacy and security, the hacking that's been going on, the in increased tracking of individuals, Wi-Fi triangulation, um, it just becomes a lot more scary. And just to the extent that 5G can track you, look, I'm still 4GLT. I'm doing what is called device isolation, where I separated my personal from my business. Business, I run it all through Android because I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm putting there. Social media from the big guys is on iOS and I turn off all the permissions basically. I only let them access whatever pictures I let them access, but they have no permissions to my camera, no permissions to my microphone. And supposedly, if I'm trusting Apple enough, <laughs> uh, they have a little indicator light here, if it's green or yellow, indicating whether the camera or the microphone are on. So it's like, hey, look, it's peaking. Uh, I actually wish the Android could do that more, but it's supposed to be coming in future Android updates. We'll see about that. But with respects to how I conduct it, I said, this is where I put other stuff, and including personal, but that doesn't mean I put my personal life on it um, because I don't need them to know. Why? Why am I going to put it there? Um, 
That's and that's how I've been for a decade. Uh, that's why I try to hold on to my BlackBerry as long as I could. That's why if I could, I want to use a BlackBerry powered, uh, an Android powered BlackBerry as my main device if I could. Unfortunately, I couldn't, so I don't. But yeah, I, I practice device isolation because of that, and it's as inconvenient as it is. It forced me to not rely on a singular service. Now I have two very older platforms that have either just met their end of life or are about to meet their end of life, and that's BlackBerry 10 OS and Windows Phone. This is actually 8.1. I wish it was uh, Windows 10, but Microsoft kept breaking their promises. <sighs> Nothing new. But, anywho, um, these being here, uh, I, I just, I miss them. So let us reminisce, shall we? My first BlackBerry 10 OS device is BlackBerry Z10. I had to get it in white, had to have it, but I ended up putting the, the black um, battery door cover on it because of its textured, non-slip material. Uh, along with that, the Q, uh, the Q10 in white also. This has been a workhorse. Um, the, just the longevity of the battery, which is why it was smart to pair with an AMOLED display on this guy was great. The only downside is it was a little bit cramped. So um, my father actually commandeered this device. So I stayed with this one and I just ended up getting different battery packs for the Z10 to keep me going throughout a day. Pretty annoying because it takes forever for the phones to wake up, but um, that's what I did end up using. Eventually I did upgrade to the Z30. I had the white one. I use it on T-Mobile at the time. Oh, a creaking. Sorry, I think it's a chair. So uh, the Z30 at the time, I had a white one. I ended up going to the black one because this one works on Verizon. And I really like the feature set of this. I don't really like the look and feel of it, though. That's kind of been a knock on it. And also because of its girth. This thing is just, uh, yeah, that much thicker. So I do prefer the Z10 still. I never got the Leap. So for those of you that like that, I know you held on to it. It's the same interior, same uh, internal specs as the, the Z10, which is uh, why I didn't really go for it. But it has a longer battery, which I can appreciate. Um, the Q10 and the Classic share the same internals, which makes no sense. But... This device, I, I understand now why there's some of you from the BlackBerry uh, world that say that this was the best BlackBerry. I recently got this, just over a month ago. First time I held it, I'm like, holy smokes, this is a Bolt 9900. Like, whoa, no wonder you guys said it was the best BlackBerry. I love the BlackBerry Passport Super Edition. Unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. Haven't had it in years. Haven't been able to pick another one up. I did have the red one. Didn't work on Verizon, so I returned that one. The silver one didn't work on it either, but I used on T-Mobile at the time when I did have it. So this one works on Verizon. This is for Verizon. This feels amazing in the hand. And of all these devices, this one actually uses the nano SIM, so I could swap SIMs to put them in there. So I have it all up to date with whatever I wanted to use. So whenever I need to, I'll swap out SIMs and put it in there as a personal device whenever, if ever, I want to. Now, of these four, the one running the oldest, most trustworthy version of BlackBerry 10 OS is this one. It's an it's an auto loader. I have not been able to get to work properly on any of these. But this is the one where Cobalt Play Store works well. Now, because the battery is dead, I can't tell you where it is. But if you're curious about it, leave a comment in the, the, no, down below. Uh, and I'll get the, um, the OS up to, uh, number for you and let you know what I'm using on my Z10. Um, because I had an inconsistent experience with the Z30. Every now and then I lose all bands. I'm talking about service bands and Wi-Fi bands. Like, what? No LTE, no data whatsoever. No reason for it. And I need to do a factory reset on the device. Super annoying. 
In the case of the, the Q10, I mean uh, the, the, the Classic, I just got it, so I haven't really tested it yet, but I haven't even bothered trying to install any Android apps uh, from um, the usual source. Up to down, the App Store does not work on these anymore. The latest update kind of broke functionality for some reason. I can't, I haven't been able to roll it back effectively. Uh, and uh, the Q10, uh, that one, pretty much the Z10, it works just very slow. In terms of Windows Phone, end of life has already been reached. Almost every service doesn't work on it anymore. Like that includes the store, that includes the browser. Sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Uh, Skype doesn't work. Almost every single Microsoft application that requires access to a server, OneDrive and all that does not work. What does work is you can use as a camera. You can still use as a music player and knowing that this is powered by, or at least tuned by beats, it's pretty loud. So what I ended up doing was I turn them into Zunes. Isn't HTC built the Zune? It's like, you know what? These are just music players now. And they're a good footprint. I like the size of it. I have it in red. I have it in black. They both have wireless charging, 720 displays. They still look pretty good. And there's some games here that don't rely on the internet that I still use. Not for myself and my kids because I'm like, here, go ahead, play with them. But I use them as music devices, honestly. I'm like, why not? Give it a second life. About the same, just a little bit taller than the Z10. And the Z10 is one of my favorite form factors uh, for the device. Yeah, it's small, but hey, um, just feel good in the hand. Not big, not small. So these, uh, they found second life that way. What I appreciate about these devices, but not so much for the Q10, I mean, uh, the classic. My goodness, I gotta get these names right. One knock on the Q10 is the fact that all these three have the mini HDMI port. Reason that's key. If you notice these devices here, did you see this one? You know, I should have been trying to power this thing on while I was doing this stream, pre-recorded. BlackBerry Passport, back playbook. Uh, yeah, this is literally the first batch. The very first batch. I think it's April 15, 2012, 2013. I gotta get that right. First batch. I had a 64 gigabyte. I had the 30 gigabyte LTE model. Didn't work on anything because it didn't have an IMEI assigned. I'm gonna leave this one powering on so I can tell you how I use it. Uh, but yeah, so in terms of running all this up with nostalgic tech and also with the whole tech privacy and concerns, one of the first things I did was bring out older devices that do not have the latest software updates of Android, but the latest available to those devices that can still have life today. The BlackBerry Key One. This is the Verizon CDMA variant. I was able to successfully get Android Oreo 8.1 working on this guy. You can check it out. I have a video for this available across my video platforms. You can check that out to see it working. I announced it on Crackberry platforms. Not I even explained how I did it. I don't know if anyone else can replicate it, but most of everybody has not had the success that I had in trying to get 4G LTE and text messaging to work. I can tell you that MMS doesn't work, but everything else works just fine. Now there's a bug that I experienced before I updated it. So I don't know if it's something with the keyboard or if it's something with the software or both, but there's, I'm typing, I'm typing at a rapid pace and I'm using a Microsoft Word. Sometimes it types, sometimes it doesn't. Same issue I had with the BlackBerry Key 2 series, which is why I let that one go. So I kept getting annoyed of those phantom key presses or lack thereof uh, but this other one hc 10 built like a tank fantastic headphone jack uh, this DAC is, is i believe is 24 or 32 kilobyte per second output so this is a powered DAC, not just any average ordinary headphone jack that goes the same for these 
uh, the the Windows phones, which is why they're still worthwhile. Um, also, same case for um, the HTC One M8, although not as powered as this. But this one was in mint condition for my sister, and then she told me I had water damage on it. So I'm like, oh, that's why you don't use it anymore. But I got it fixed. Still works. Latest updates. I think it's Android Nougat 7.1, and that's the last of it. But in terms of these two, this one you haven't seen before from me, Essential Foam. If you see one I made, the probably you know best because my favorite Android phone uh, since ever. Uh, I have Lineage OS running on this guy, and it works beautifully. You know what? I'm gonna just there's battery in it, so I'm gonna power it up. Um, I did flash Lineage OS to this one with Micro G services, but I have the 360 camera. It didn't work on it, so I flashed the cust- uh, the, uh, the factory image ROM back onto this. And it works. So I'm like, oh, okay, so there's a functionality broken there with 360 camera, which is important considering because this camera sucks. So the 360 camera kind of gives it a little more life, even though it's more 360 imagery, but at least it's better than what this one's producing. So I went back to that. And for the moment, at least anyway, the bootloader is unlocked and I'll leave it on the uh, factory settings. Um, but it is a nice fitting device. This is one of the first that felt like, sorry, first truly felt like an all screen device. But yeah, I brought these up to show that you can give more life to old ones. And pictured, well, not pictured here is my Google Pixel 2, not the XL, the two, the last one built by HTC, the XL was built by LG. Um, and also, oh my goodness, a Samsung Galaxy Note 9. And so those two are not pictured here. Um, and for those, uh, the the Note 9 just got the Android 10 update not too long ago, and that's fine, even though it's not going to really get much of any more updates. Uh, and same thing with Google, uh, the Pixel 2. But for now, I'm leaving them as is because I do use the Pixel uh, unique feature set that it has uh, for Pixel 2. And with Samsung, I use Dex, so um, that's uh, and other Samsung stuff. So that one I'm going to leave as is too. But when the time comes, I will de Google them to give them more life because. It just shows, just like the HTC One M8 does, that these things can power for a lot longer. I tried to de-Google the HTC One M8, but uh, I couldn't get Sunshine to do like at least temporary. I couldn't work. I couldn't get it to work on that. I was able to get it to work on the One M8, which is why I was able to do it. That has a lot more to do with Verizon than HTC and BlackBerry because there's just no solution for a BlackBerry. Um, that's just them. So, last time to touch upon. This BlackBerry Playbook, because of its connections down here, this for the, these uh, charging pins are for the rapid charger. I have the rapid charger. US, uh, micro USB, something that works, something that doesn't. So I wirelessly transfer uh, data whenever I have to. This is 16 gigabytes, not really much of any space left anyway. Micro uh, HDMI um, um, output. Reason that's important, I might have mentioned this before for those of you that have been subscribed to me longer. When I was, when the lockdown happened, I didn't have a Nintendo or whatever to pass the time. Uh, I don't really like showing much of any American programming to my kids uh, just because I don't like my kids being preached at with politics. Why can't they just teach them the simple ABCs and one, two, threes? So I'm like, you know what? Play it safe. I'm not going to show them some of that stuff. But I didn't have games for them to play either whenever they get bored with actual toys and books. And I believe in balancing things out. So I'm like, wait, I still got this and I got a micro HDMI cable. I'm like, so... What I ended up doing was getting some of the video games that I had here, like Asphalt 6 and Nova 2. And all I did was just plug them into a TV. And lo and behold, we had a gaming console. I couldn't secure, 
I couldn't secure a Nintendo Switch because everything's sold out, and I don't want an Xbox because I don't. I'm not, I'm not even going to use it. Um, in the case of uh, in the case of what, what was the other one, PlayStation, uh, same situation with the Xbox. Unless I'm invested in all that, it's not going to be worthwhile for me. So being able to use this worked out very well for us. So voila, it worked out just fine. And kids loved it for it. But yeah, I got a ton of games in here, like The Dark Knight Rises, uh, Need for Speed Undercover, uh, Dead Space. Uh, that's not for the kids, though. Uh, Jetpack Joyride, uh, Six Guns, also not for the kids, Madden 12, Asphalt 6, Nova 2, as I mentioned, and a bunch of other little games like Alpha Zero, Bubble Birds, Fruit uh, Bash, and all that. So this became our council. It found new life that way, even though Blackberry basically didn't end the life on it. And there you go. See, there's ways that these can be just beyond paperweights. But in the, in the places that we find ourselves in today, that's why I'm available across multiple other platforms. Uh, I believe in freedom of speech. Um, I believe in uh, being able to respectfully have civil conversations with individuals to reach a, uh, some kind of uh, conclusion that's beneficial to the to the people, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of civil discourse. But apparently we are not living in that society anymore where we live in a society where uh, if you don't like what I like, then you should no longer be able to enjoy your life. Well, just because you're miserable doesn't mean I should be, um, especially someone has come from misery. So uh, I learned to grow out of that. And some people never, they, they just, they find no joy in life. Uh, and I found that being mopey, weepy, self-loathing and all that never got me anywhere uh, but when i started doing this to be able to help people with tech engaging with people and eventually with real estate and all that i was able to connect with people at a different level and be able to see a positive impact in their lives so because of that uh, i stay to it it's not an easy thing uh, i don't pretend to be an optimist because i'm not i'm a realist uh better than being a pessimist as i used to be but with all that you know it's like i i, I don't like the overreach that's been going on with big tech so i respect all the tech I wish all the best for the new venture with BlackBerry that nobody's heard anything about besides it's coming, but nothing materialized just yet. Uh, we want to see us succeed for the very reason of the con real concerns we have this year. Two videos, I might have referenced them uh, um, earlier. I'll, I don't remember. I'll just talk about them again. Um, I discussed the Western States Pact on my show uh, last year. You're not familiar with that. I'll be leaving a link to that on the show notes or the description of this video, wherever you're watching YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, I'll be leaving it there. I also did another one with respects to the question. Almost two years ago, I did, a year and a half ago, I did this video asking the question, is the Chinese social credit system coming to the United States or is it already here through the form of corporations? I think that answered itself this year. And I did that video a year and a half ago. So if you want to know more about those, I'll be leaving links to those. And I'll be leaving a link also to Rob Braxman, the privacy guy. So you can check that out there. Now, with respect to everything else that I do and how I might be able to help you, particularly if you're in the Southern California area, or if you want to have a discussion about you know, being able to, um, to see if you're ready to buy and make a move and stuff like that, that's what else that I'm here for. I'm here to help. So you can check out my real estate resources at segoviares.com. But for my show and everything, all the hub of everything is my website, including the show behind the show, off the record, and everything else that I do there, www.theundersegovia.com. That's it for this. It's been two years. Thank you for watching me babble on about old devices. So 
do you still hold on to old ones? I know some of you are still holding on to your BlackBerry 10 until they pry from your dead cold fingers. But um, let's see what, what comes up with the new ones. But man, I think you just got to bring BlackBerry 10 OS to a highly specced out BlackBerry Priv 2 slider form factor. Now that would be awesome. Hey, I could dream, can I? <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Thank you so much for watching. Happy anniversary to me, I suppose. I wish you all the best, and I'll see you on the next one.